You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. You ready to record? Yeah, I'm ready to record. Better question. Are you ready to learn? Yes, I'm ready to learn. I decided to take a break from law studying to study something else. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I think we came up with a good idea for this week Mm -hmm. because it's extremely topical. Um, Zach came up with the idea last night because... We were uh, we were sitting around watching TV, and the Olympics are on. I don't remember. I think we mentioned that last week. Um, so anyway, a sport comes on, and it's curling. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, this is kind of entertaining. I know people every four years when the Olympics come around, curling is always something people talk about. I don't know. I think it's because it's so simple. Um, people simple. kind of like take a liking to it i don't know i almost feel like people ironically like it but it's like well maybe it's not ironic it's just like it's the most relatable perhaps because it's like oh yeah it's so straightforward it kind of looks like anyone could do it yeah but anyway we're watching and i'm like all right really what is going on with curling like what are these brushes i know these are things people always wonder and i was like i want to google this and then i was like well wait instead of googling it maybe this would be a good episode yeah Yeah. So that's where we landed, and uh, now Katie is going to teach us about curling. Yeah, definitely. But not before we play you some fun music. We got to. Ooh, I love that music. Hits the spot every time. (laughs) Uh, So curling turns out to be one of the world's oldest teams sports the world's oldest team sports what yeah well think about it what team sports are that old i guess what yeah, team sports no, that's a good are there point. there's basketball baseball football hockey water synchronized swimming <laughs> yeah i mean it's soccer of course we could keep going right, but right. i yeah i get your point none of them are Super i mean besides old. soccer i really don't know about soccer but the other the others like all have a pretty traceable history to i don't know no more than 150 years ago maybe sure and curling on the other hand dates back to the 16th century so we're talking 1500s wow of like curling as we know it today i mean i guess it's yeah it's pretty simple so it doesn't have to have advanced but it was like the same sport i mean Yes, the rules um, weren't written down until, like, weren't, there weren't, like, official rules. Formalized. You know how it is, like, how people play a sport for a really long time, and everyone knows the rules, but then um, one day someone says, let's write them down, and they yeah, get all stodgy about it. Yeah, you keep saying this. <laughs> um, so I'm joking, because we... We just had to backtrack on our recording yeah. for a hot second. But, uh, so they didn't write the rules down until 1838, but as far as I know, I mean, as far as I know, from the research I did, it seems like what they were doing back in the 1500s was similar. They had stones, they had sweeping, uh, Yeah, I mean, in this instance, it really would be just rule differences, you know, like in other sports or, I don't know, whatever, other developments over time it's like things really change but in a sport this simple 
It's like truly how could it have been uh, evolved in like a technological way or anything like that. It's yeah. like there's Well, a- you'll see. It, there's a lot going on with curling. You're making it out like it's this very simple thing, but it's not that simple. Are you telling me I'm going to put my foot in my mouth? Yes. So That would be a first. Mm, so the first written evidence of curling um was actually written in Latin, which is funny because I was like, wow, that is old. Um, in 1540, a notary in Scotland wrote about how he was playing with a monk, I guess. It seems like this was actually pretty popular with monks because monks came up a lot. Um, and he said he he talked about throwing stones in a contest on the ice. And so that was it. That mm-hmm. was curling. Um, people, so... As you might realize, once you start thinking about it, people used to play outside on frozen ponds and locks, as they call lakes Mm -hmm. in Scotland. Uh, And tons of people would play on them. I saw some photos and video from obviously not not quite the 1500s, but probably the late 1800s, early 1900s. And there are... It's unbelievable how many people are out there on this on this frozen lake. I mean, how many? Give us like, an idea. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously everything's relative, but it's a really big lake. But let's just say it's covered in people. Like, there's hardly any space between the people. It's oh, just and like, they're all playing in their own separate games, right? Yeah, yes. That's yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. Like, little games everywhere. Yeah. And uh, most of them are men, and most of them are, you know, wearing, like, slacks and a tie and stuff, which is always hilarious. But, um, but yeah, it this was, this was a thing in Scotland. As soon as the ponds and the locks froze over, people would get out there and, uh, and start curling. Wow, cool. Yeah, historians said that that they've identified at least 2,000 places in Scotland where people used to curl. Wow. Yeah, really Is it still popular there, do you know? I think so. Um, One of the things I learned is that curling um, has become, it's shifted indoors. So once people got the ability to, I mean, like ice at every inside, ice sport, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it it's kind of a bummer because it really, like I said, like looking at those photos and the video, it's this huge community activity and yeah. it looks super fun. And one of the things that um, that they noted was when you play curling outside, uh, the ice is obviously uh, a lot more like ripple you know not as smooth yeah Yeah. rougher than when it's inside and when you're playing outside they said there's a specific sound that the that the stones make when they're going over the ice and they call it like curling is nicknamed the roaring game because of that sound Uh and another guy i heard um described it as it sounds like thunder um, and it's, it sounds like this very specific thing and it doesn't really have, it's still hot. Like there's still a sound when you're inside, but it's, it's very different. I think. Well, I'm going to remind you of something that I assume if you had remembered it, you would have brought it up just now. What? You've played pond hockey, right? Oh You've yeah. I've played on, pond hockey. Do you remember this sort of, I would describe it as like a pinging sound that the, that the puck makes when it hits the ice or that your stick makes when it hits the ice or that even maybe your skate makes when you're turning. It's like, yeah, maybe a little it's bit. almost like a, it's not a sound you would expect. So I can see how curling has like a more of a rumbling thundery mm-hmm. sound, but it, there is something going on 
with the the ice in the water where it it almost creates like a laser like a sound like happening that you can tell is happening from under the ice it's Mm. not just the sound of the puck hitting the ice it's like some weird reverberation in the water um so yeah there's definitely something weird acoustically that happens with ice and i can see how like that heavy stone just like sliding so gradually would make like a weird yeah it would make a weird sound it's not one stone like i said there's like 500 people oh yeah you're right when there's there's that many people too of stones at once yeah, so it just feels like it probably used to just be different. Yeah, you know, yeah, just be have something this else. different kind of experience that was happening. Um, so, like I said, in 1838, they wrote down the rules, they being the Grand Caledonian Curling Club. Um, and I thought this was funny that shortly after that, uh, it became the Royal Caledonian Curling Club because Queen Victoria saw curling and decided she was very into it. So now the club became royal because she wanted a part of it. Wow, I wonder if she even has to, like, give them money or anything. or I'm if it's sure just she like, doesn't. Well, not has to, but, like, I wonder if she's like, you know what, I'm going to fund this endeavor and, and we'll call it the nice. royal. Or if she's just like, I like that, call it royal. I bet that's what it was. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, so, at, so, you know, over the years, like we said, curling changed. It came indoors. Um, also, Scottish immigrants, as they immigrated across the world, uh, brought curling with them. So that's how curling uh, became very popular in Canada. And- I was going to say, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's when you asked where it originated, that was going to be my first guess because I think it's pretty dang popular in Canada. Yeah. At so, least more so than the U.S., that's for sure. Definitely. So um, let's talk about how you play, right? Yeah, what are the rules? So first of all, it's called curling because the stone rotates as it travels down the sheet uh-huh. and it that causes it to take a curved path. I noticed that for the first time ever last night. Really? Not that the stone is spinning, but as they were, I'm sure you'll tell us what the technical term is, brushing in front of it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always just thought that they were smoothing out the ice to, to, you know, make it slide further. And then I think there's an action that's like roughing up the ice to stop it, I think. Uh, but I noticed yesterday that they were – she was scrubbing really, really hard on, say, the left side of the stone. And I noticed that that was making it kind of curve to the right a little more. Mm. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, is that why it's called curling? Yeah. Because you're kind of – you know, the stone's moving in like an arc yeah, shape. Yeah, it curls. That's why it's called curling. Interesting. So one thing that you should know about curling that I learned is they have their own language – Everything. And shoes. Have you seen yeah. their shoes? No, I They're haven't. Weird. They but look I like church about shoes. Them. Uh, okay. So everything has its has like specific names. So the playing surface, the ice, mm-hmm. is called the curling sheet. The circles at the end are called the house. I and heard them saying that last night. You want to get uh, your stone into the center of the house. The that's called the T. Um, How do you spell T? T-E-E. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and now, as we go, there's more terms. But um, also, this is really interesting. So I'm going to get into the physics of it a little bit later. And by get into, I mean, like, just generally brush over. <laughs> just barely mentioned. It's so, it's very complicated. But um, the sheet is pebbled. So that means that what? they put 
they just like spray water droplets on it and they do it on purpose like you know how for skating yeah. ice you want to smooth this pot ideally yeah. it's super smooth uh, for curling, you do not want it super smooth. You want this pebbled effect, and they do it in between each end, which is like an inning. Um, so they they really want that. Like every day, they, they repebble so it. That's weird. I had no idea. Because without those pebbles, you don't get that curling effect of the stone. I guess without those pebbles, the fact, like if it were just perfectly smooth ice, the stone well, could be spinning... 100 rpm and it's still just going to go in a straight line is that the idea um that might not be true but but it's but just the tiny rotation to the, of it would to the to this to curl up the stone that's so weird i never knew it's that. all incredibly physics heavy and and also spoiler alert physicists do not understand curling what? like that's how complicated it is that no one there isn't no one can explain. Like, I didn't look up and be like, oh, here's the explanation of how curling works. Oh, it's so complicated. I looked it up and saw lots of articles about how people are like, we don't know why Wait, curling works. Wait, what don't they know? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so the stone itself weighs between 38 and 44 pounds, which is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the granite used to make these stones for the Olympics is all harvested from one island called... Oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Ilsa Craig, maybe? Okay. An island off the west coast of Scotland. Uh, and then there's one other island off of Scotland that they harvest. So all the Olympic ones are from there. Mm-hmm. They also harvest it from this other island as well. Um, but that any like regulation curling is going to come from those two islands, mm-hmm. which of course is now um, there's some concern that they're going to run, run out eventually. Out yeah, exactly. Um, well, and- I don't know. Curling, maybe not, but curling stones seem imminently, wait, is that the right word? They seem eternally reusable to me. Yeah, they they do. I yeah. mean, maybe they need a buff and a polish and, you know, right. grind it down a little bit every couple years, but it's like, come on. It's yeah. solid well, granite. Yeah, yeah, true. Unless um, it like cracks in half. Yeah. The bottom of the stone is like a, a beer can or beer bottle. Like, there's a little ring on the bottom of the stone. Oh, okay. So only the ring is yeah, touching the ice. Yeah, only the ring is touching the ice. never knew that either. I know, it me looks either. perfectly flat. I know. Yeah, you would think. Um, and this also has physics issues that I'll try and explain. Um, <laughs> so curling is played by two teams of four players each. Um, and so, like I said, there's 10, or I didn't say this, there's 10 ends. An end is like an inning in baseball. So every, uh, end, what does it consist of? A throw, which throw is kind of a strong word because there's not a lot of like throwing going (laughs) on. They, they don't call it throw. They call it delivery. Okay. So there's a delivery of the stone. And for every delivery, the players have very specific jobs. Um, obviously, someone is delivering the stone, mm-hmm. and then other people are scrubbing the ice like crazy, right? So mm-hmm. that's called sweeping. And what they're doing basically is what we kind of thought, I think. They're warming 
the ice. They are it, warming. Oh, wait, just with well, friction? Yeah, just oh, with okay. friction. It creates a thin layer of water that, you know, uh, lessens the friction and makes the stone glide in the intended direction are they, for longer. Are they also busting up that roughness that you, you know, that they spray out? Is there an element of that? I think so because they want that. So it's it's all very confusing. Okay. Um I'll try and explain more later. I mean, maybe they are at certain points, but mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, get this out of here. Like, they wanted that. <laughs> so yeah. I, so it can't just be like, oh, man, they roughed up the ice. We got to fix it. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. So, like I said, there's 10 ends, innings. In each end, the four players alternate throwing stones. So the four players are called the lead, who throws a first, then the second, then the third, who's also known as the vice skip, and then the skip. So every the player on the team throws one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never knew that either. Yeah, they, they That shows off. how, even last night, how much I wasn't paying that close attention because I watched it for probably 25 minutes and I did not notice that they were Well, they last turns. for a long time too. So if you're really going to watch, uh, a match of curling lasts for a long time. So I don't know. I could see that. Wait, but in each end, does mm-hmm. each player throw it? Yes. Yeah, that's what for, I'm saying. I yeah. watched I watched at least one end. Okay. Uh, and I did not notice that. So they throw a. Um, each player throws two stones per end. So there's a total of sixteen stones thrown each end. Whoa. Yeah. Um, this, and I'm sorry. Did you say there's ten ends? Yeah. Even in the Olympics. Yes. Which I will. There's a little caveat. Okay. There. Um, so the skip is the most important. Uh huh. The skip sounds like the captain of the team that's the first one no the last one. Oh my bad because the skip throws the last stone uh which often determines the score yeah yeah and the skip plans the overall strategy okay so the player delivering the stone throwing it mm-hmm. you know uh pushes off with one foot off of the hack which is a piece of rubber, like a that. little starting block. Yeah, yeah, just like a little wedge on the ice yeah. that they used to get power from. And they slide from. across the sheet with the stone to the hog line, which <laughs> is a line, and they have to release the stone before it touches that line. So got it. you got to get rid of it before you cross the hog line. Um, and then the stone heads toward the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as the person delivering the stone releases it they lightly turn the stone in one direction or the other Mm -hmm. and this is decided on by the team and led by the skip to say which which way should we turn it because that's going to make it go one way or the other and this is all part of the strategy and then the skip yells out directions to the sweepers as the stone is traveling toward the house based off of what they're seeing Mm -hmm. right from their angle like which way it's going or how fast or something Mm -hmm. so the team with the most stones closest to the bullseye, which is called the button, uh-huh. uh, gets points. So you got the house, the tee, and the button? Yeah. Uh, and the stones cancel each other out, as we were talking about last yeah. night. So at the end of an end, only one team gets points. Even if both teams have stones in there scattered about, uh, they're going to cancel each other down. So only the team... Stones of equal worth are just... Yeah. Written off. So basically, at the end of the end, it's like... Like cornhole, if you play cornhole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whoever has the stone closest to the button, or in the button, uh, is going to win. 
and then you just like whoever has that stone is going to get a point for that and then you kind of you just go out from there if the team with the stone and the button has another stone closest to the button like the the next stone closest to the button is that same team they'll get another point for that if what is the point value is there a different point values on where it lands in the on the house in the button stone is just worth one point really that's surprising get a point for it or you don't huh yeah okay cool so the maximum points you could get is eight because your team is is throwing eight stones per end um and then the minimum is zero mm-hmm. you could end up with zero so yeah any stone touching some part of the house can earn a point but each stone is only worth one point oh the the stone closest to the button is called the shot rock huh. so that's the one okay. that like definitely gets a point um and then the team who doesn't get points at the end of the end gets the hammer, which is what they call the advantage of throwing the last stone in the next end. So whoever okay. wins this end, uh, the loser of the end gets the advantage, advantage. in the Got next it. end. Okay, and that's huge because a big part of it, from my observation, is not just landing the stones on the house, in the house, I don't know how mm-hmm. you say it. Um, but it's knocking your opponent's stones out of the house. So if you have the last throw, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to, in that same throw, bump someone else out and land yours in yeah, totally. without fear of being bumped out by the next stone because there is no next stone. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that's a whole nother physics element of the game because, uh, and I'm not going to get into this, but, you know, like... Uh, objects have forces against each other so you're you're figuring out how fast your stone needs to be how fast or slow your stone should be going when it collides with that stone to make your stone stop nicely right there and make that stone go flying off it's all like i can see how that could be really complicated yeah and i'm not saying that they're literally doing the math every time but it's just like inherent understanding of physics and forces on different isn't that almost more impressive sometimes that like we can just naturally do things that are really 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 complicated and have a very small margin of error but it's like just kind of built into us not to say that people who are they called curlers not to Mm -hmm. say that they don't they haven't like practiced this and like they're so good at it because they you know they know these sort of calculations and have figured it out but even just like i don't know things in your everyday life like Mm-hmm. how hard to grab something or step on this or, or how quickly to move this way or that way. You know, it's like, it's so the, calculated, the but cool like, we're not even doing the calculations. It's just natural. But it gets better. It's like, yes, there is a level of natural to it, but these people are way better at it than you or I would be, you know, like, because of, of course. Practice. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like I'm not saying thing. curling is a natural act. I'm just saying like, I don't know, you throwing up a... a a pillow onto the couch it's like do you realize that you had to judge mm-hmm. the distance not throw it too high not throw it too low not throw it too fast that it's going to bounce off not like no you didn't mm-hmm. notice that no one thinks about that you just throw it there but it's like there were yeah. nine calculations that all had to be within a certain window for this to not go wrong you yeah know? i it's think true. it's yeah it's pretty cool so so ugh, so we're kind of at the physics part so so let's talk about why they they're sweeping. Okay. So they're sweep like I said, they sweep to 
warm the ice, it reduces friction, and it allows the stone to travel farther and straighter. Um, but, like I said, the way that a curling stone works is baffling to scientists. Apparently, no single theory, no single you know theory, you know, like laws of physics, yeah. explains the behavior of curling stones. Uh, so normally, if you spin something counterclockwise and slide it along a surface, mm-hmm. it curls to the right, and then vice versa. If you spin it clockwise and slide it, it curls to the left. This is uh, just normally what happens. From which angle? What do you mean from which angle? Like, if I if 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 I push, I don't a, know. It doesn't really matter because that doesn't make sense to me. I would think that it would curve in the same direction that it's rotating. No, no, it doesn't. That's the point. If oh, you, okay. Normally, things do not curve in the same direction that they rotate. I didn't know that. I would think it would. Uh, well, you haven't tried it, I guess, because that's what happens. Uh huh. But the point is, curling stones do the opposite. Curling stones curve in the direction in which they're rotated. The, yeah, that's interesting. That's, so, that's really weird. I get that I thought it would be that way, but now that yeah, I know it's not, no, it's it really weird yeah. that they would defy like, that. Like, I saw that um, that curling players, curlers, will, like, go out to, you know, drinks and specifically, like, curl a beer glass and do, and, like, push it, slide it and, and spin it just to mess with each other's heads because it does the opposite of what the uh-huh. curling stone does. So Do all curlers do this? Yes, they do. <laughs> um, so, so, so it's like, why does that happen, yeah. right? This is what they don't really have an explanation for. One of the explanations is that the pebble bumps like catch the stone and turn it in that direction. Um one of the explanations which like I could kind of get a handle on was that so normally I, when you're sliding something like that friction is going to build up in the front that's where the pressure is so that's where the friction is okay that makes sense and that could make it curl in the opposite direction that it's rotating but this stone on the ice same thing there's going to be friction building up in the front but because friction is building up in the front it's warming the ice and melting it so it actually has the effect of lessening the friction in the front so there's more friction in the back okay so because it's on so ice, is this a theory you're saying yeah okay mm-hmm. and so because there's more friction in the back it's like pushing it with the rotation and that's why it curls in that direction Versus if you're on a wooden table, yeah, there's more friction in the front. It's just going to stay more friction in the front, and then it's going to curl in the other way. So does that apply to any object on ice? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm probably. I mean, anything that you could get going with that kind of weight. Like, I well, can't what think about, of. Oh, this the the weight is a factor because it like because of friction. Of the friction. Yeah. Well, what else could you push? I was thinking like, is, does the same apply for a hockey puck? That, um, but maybe it's too light so and, much and smooth yeah, that exactly. it's like there's already such little friction. Yeah, it's probably so light. And also another, like they also say, well, there's this whole ring issue. You know how I told you the yeah, yeah, the of ring. Course. So again, like they had these ideas of how like the thin ring, it's only touching 
a little bit of the ice at a time and maybe it's like scratching the ice and creating little valleys that run in the direction of the curl and then the back half is guided by those valleys. Like, uh-huh. it was hard for me to understand, like even get a grasp on what well, they were talking s- about. Well, if physicists haven't nailed it down, right. I don't think we're expecting you to come up with a solid theory of your own. No, and I don't even really understand what they're saying and it, it kind of felt like... They were just throwing spaghetti at the yeah. wall anyway, so they didn't really. I mean, I get what that one is saying, but it's like, okay, is that what's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, yes like, or no? You could, and then there was another one that was like, the little pebbles um, bend with the stone and then like spring back into place and blah. And I'm like, this is so wild. Like you're at such a little microscopic level where little. A tiny ice pebbles are like springing in plate that I was like I can't I don't know it just seems like wow it's a mystery of physics how this works and it's incredible that it's so weird so um yeah I mean we should not we should really that's crazy yeah. we should really like like emphasize that it if you spin something and slide it on say a wooden surface it's gonna go opposite the direction it's spinning but for some inexplicable reason with curling, it goes in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. It's not... Think of how different that is. It's not yeah. just like a matter of, of, oh, it goes left to right. It's like, no, it goes, let's say, right on a wooden surface. Think of how much has to... The, the difference that has to be happening in the physics of it for it to not only not go right, but like go the entire spectrum from going right to to it just going straight, to it going mm-hmm. left. Like, that's so much. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not just one tiny change. That's a huge change. Yeah, and so part of that whole thing, like the whole spinning and the whole sweeping and everything, is why curling, it, unlike a lot of other sports at the Olympics or sports in general, curling is more about tactics and skill and strategy than it is about, you know, strength or speed yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, so it feels more like chess than like yeah swimming or something for sure, which is pretty cool. Is it? Um, did you see any connections to shuffleboard? Like a shuffleboard born out of curling? I'm assuming because mm. curling's so old. No, I didn't see that for sure. I did obviously see uh, comparisons, uh-huh. but um, but I didn't see anything that was like directly connected them Bocce, i mean too is very similar yeah but even more so shuffleboard like you're yeah, sliding a disc thing. i mean it's just, it's straight up the dry land version of shuffleboard on a yeah. on a smaller scale and yeah maybe i yeah. don't know it's I fun didn't see we, that, i used to play shuffleboard at my grandparents in florida and it was fun that sounds about right yeah <laughs> so curl men's curling was part of the inaugural winter olympics in 1924 um Oh, shoot. I meant to look this up. But it was dropped and reintroduced as a demonstration sport in 1932. Which, I think we've talked about that before. What is it? Uh, I think – I don't know if they do this anymore, um, but they used to kind of do like trials of sports. Like like uh, they would introduce one or two sports at an Olympics that was like, we're not necessarily keeping these. We're just – 
we're just, you know, hmm. showing them to the world. And especially back then, it's like you really were showing them to the world. Or maybe at least that's the, what it, those of them who were present. Maybe they didn't get medals or something. Because... Yeah, yeah, it could have been that sort of thing. We I, we talked about this at some point, I okay. want to say. Well, because it's not just that they were like, hmm, this is a trial. Because it stayed that way from 1932 to 1992. It was Whoa. a demonstration sport the whole time. It wasn't like a They must have been getting sport. medals, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what that means Actually, either. no, they weren't. They weren't because um, cause I know how many That's medals people have so and there's not enough. so long. Yeah, well, people weren't advocating for curling, I guess. But, like, that's, a, that's just such a long time to, like, be on the fence about it. I know, I agree. So in 1992... Like, we're still just giving this thing a shot 58 years later. Yeah, in 1992 in Nagano, um, men's and women's curling competitions were introduced. And then mixed doubles was introduced in 2018 in Pyeongchang. Oh, that was the first time yeah, they did that? I so didn't that's mixing, so that's recent. men and women on the same team, right? Yeah, so mixed doubles actually only has two people. One man, one woman, so most have four. Mm-hmm. They only have two, and it's half the ends, five instead of ten. So Because okay. there's only two of them, shorter game. Um, the most successful Olympic, at least considering the Olympics, uh, nation for curling is Canada. Canada has 11 medals, six of them are gold, and then Sweden is next with eight medals. Wait, sorry, say the first one again. I was Canada? 100% tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. <okay. laughs> oh sorry. my god. I was thinking about curling, to be fair. <laughs> what were you thinking about curling? I have a, a question I have. What? Um, so, we talked about, you know, them sweeping the ice and how that lessens the friction to let the stone slide further is that the only sweeping action is there another like form of sweeping i don't know flipping over the broom that like roughs up the ice no okay okay now that actually makes sense because when your opponents because if you if you slide the stone down your teammates are sweeping it the entire way down Mm -hmm. or as often as they need to to make it slide further Mm -hmm. um but then once you land in the house and you're kind of coming to a stop your opponents will start sweeping in front of your stone i guess in an effort to like yeah keep on sliding get out of the house really yeah i saw that yesterday oh or maybe they can sweep like around their stones or something uh i don't think so because their stone it it, what i saw looked I don't know how to describe it other than exactly like the the rule must be like, oh, once you're in the house and maybe make contact with another stone, but mm. you're still in the house, your opponent can sweep in front of your stone to, to keep it on its path and hopefully lead it out of the house. That's weird. I didn't see that. Um, but I don't think – I mean I- – that's like I said. That's exactly what it looked like they were doing. Maybe I was misreading it. Are you sure it. it wasn't just another one of their team members? Yeah, I mean they three. were. Oh, we're wearing in yeah, yeah, exactly. It was um, USA and Sweden, I think. Yeah, well, if you think about it, though, the it depending where you sweep, I'm sure has a very different effect. So it's not like it needs to have like th- like you have to have a faster sweep and a slower sweep. It can be like. The angle where you sweep versus how the stone is curling and where you're sweeping around it uh-huh. could make it go faster or slower or curl more this way or curl less. Right. All these things. Right. So even though they only really have one and also like the speed at which you're sweeping makes a difference. So even though they only have one action, it's not like it's 
single purpose, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. Do you remember my theory last night when you were falling asleep and I was like, maybe this is what the broom is? <laughs> yeah. Zach <laughs> thought the broom had... I didn't think Yes, it. he I did. S- I supposed he said, it. the broom has a sponge <laughs> on the end that's with hot water. And I was like, what are you talking about? It would get cold so fast. And he's like, maybe the whole shaft of it is full of hot water. <laughs> okay, I was definitely wrong. But you have to admit. That would smooth out the ice. Yes, it would. But I think it we're underestimating the 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 difference it makes just by creating some friction against ice, just by rubbing it a little bit. Right. Like you don't need a hot water, <laughs> you know. Like that's too much. Yeah. All you need is a little bit of friction, and it has a big impact. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's see. I have some fun facts. Some of them I've gotten to already. Uh, they're not super fun. They're more just facts, but uh, but I, I like them. I have a question. What? How do they travel with all these stones? Like, if you're just like mm-hmm. a curling enthusiast, you, you what do you, you have to carry around four forty-four pound stones? Yeah, that each sucks. one of them is its own separate bag on JetBlue for sure. Oh my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, that sucks. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it trucks, maybe. Maybe they just travel <laughs> by truck. I have no idea. Uh, so curling is also called chess on ice, like I said before, because hmm. it's strategy. Involved. I like it. Um, so you mentioned the shoes earlier. They're very goofy. Yes, players. They look wear... like pilgrim shoes. Uh, I haven't. I didn't see them. But, what? Um, oh, they they're ugly. I'll look them up. There's no reason they have to be as dumb looking as they are. You know. Maybe. Uh, so they wear two different types of shoes in the game. So one is called the slider, which is made with a Teflon sole. Whoa. And it's worn. They're taking this seriously. Yeah. It's worn on the foot that they use to slide um, when they're pushing off and delivering the stone. Um, and Why then, not just wear ice skates, I wonder? Because that's so complicated. I You want to like squat and like balance on an ice skate and push a stone? Just like have your nice flat foot yeah i know but like a teflon shoe that's way yeah, newer than an ice it, skate is i'm sure back in the day they just uh, wore a regular shoe or something. regular pilgrim shoes yeah until they could get these fancy ones and then uh-huh. the other shoe is the gripper which is they wear it on their other foot while delivering oh they're each wearing one of each when they're delivering the okay. stone, and when you're sweeping, you wear grippers on both feet. Dose grippers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and- actually, that makes a lot of sense because I was watching the delivery person, mm-hmm. um, and they would, uh, you know, they'd, they'd slide it, whatever, and then they kind of hustle back to where they were, and they, like, are moving at a pretty good pace, just sliding across the ice, and then they would just kind of stop out of nowhere, and I was... Like they they weren't because there's a little like wall behind um at the end of the uh, of the sheet. sheet and I was like every time they'd be like sliding down kind of fast I'm like do they like stop themselves on the wall but no they would just kind of stop abruptly mm-hmm. and they must have been putting down that gripper, gripper foot, foot. Yeah. yeah and I just didn't notice um so the last thing is the spirit of curling which is good sportsmanship and politeness are very important parts of curling. Mm. So curling is is known for the spirit of curling. 
Uh, teams often congratulate each other and commend each other on good strategy and skills. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, that was really smart of you yeah. to do that. Um, no trash talking going on. Um, and then this is something you kind of mentioned earlier when you were like, really? It's 10 ends even in the Olympics? So kind of like chess, conceding is a very accepted part of the game. Oh, really? Yeah, and any time after the sixth end, a team can concede if they think they have no chance. You What's know? I wonder what the margin is. Do you know like what the average score of a 10 no, end game is? I don't know. So, and this is con- and it seems like pretty common for mm-hmm. a team to concede um and it's considered honorable to do kind of like chess. You yeah. know, I think it's like just like the respectable thing to do. Yeah. Like if you are looking at this game and you're like I am not going to win, it's just a respectable thing to do to to just put out your hand and handshake and say yeah. good job. And what's cool about that is you know, looking at the board and saying, I'm not going to win, is not literally, oh, a computer would tell you this is 0% chance of you winning. It's like, no, there probably is still a very, very marginal mm-hmm. percent chance that you would yeah, win. I but mean, like, it, it's well, just, like you said, honorable to be like, realistically, yeah, I'm not going to get over this hump and why waste another mm-hmm. hour of each other's time. Yeah. And then finally, the winning team is known for buying the losing team a round of drinks after the game, especially in high levels of competition. So That's when you cool. said about like, do all curlers do that thing with the beer? I'm thinking, well, they have an opportunity <laughs> to because yeah. they're always having to take each other out for drinks. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. It does seem like a very polite sport. And that's, yeah. Yeah, it's like where where's the opportunity to offend someone to It would be pretty weird. To do someone wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so that's curling. I was a fan before. I'm an even bigger fan now. Good. Didn't the uh, so USA glad. they won gold in 2018? Didn't they? Oh, um, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I think I don't know if it was men or women. I think men or maybe the mixed one. Um, I'm pretty sure they won gold. Good for us. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. So watch curling, and now you know a little bit about it. <sighs> that was a great episode. Thank you. I think a lot of people will be interested in this uh, this sport. I think they will. I hope they will. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.